Hey everybody, welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Austin, and I got Trevor hanging out with me. What's up? What's up, everyone? How we doing? Yo, got another episode this week. Actually talk about something pretty, uh, I think, pretty applicable to most people's life. We'll get some uh, get some opinions out there, share some stories. Um, yeah, absolutely. Excited to talk about it. Before we get into all that, though, as always here, we like to thank our supporting sponsors. First off, EclipseHolsters.com. If you guys are looking for a new holster, you're looking for a new mag carrier, dump tray, maybe you're still hanging out carrying with one of those cheap-ass leather belts off the rack from Walmart, because I did that for a while, too. EclipseHolsters.com, guys. They got everything you need, all right? They hooked us up with our discount code, PREPARED15. They're going to save 15% off the order if you use that. And if you spend more than 60 bucks, they're going to throw in free shipping. Absolutely, man. Their stuff is fantastic. I did not know what a quality retention Kydex holster was until I got mine, and it's fantastic. Dude, they do great work, and they guarantee they're going to have your shit in the mail to you in three business days or less. And some of the cool custom prints they have there. Dude, there's a lot. Yeah. You can you can pick a lot of different options. I look super different... fresh using the holster that nobody can see. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, it's all about personal style, right? And it's they true. Got... Looking cool is important, it's even if it's the, only you It's the first it. rule, and it's the most important rule. Yes. 10 out of 10 would agree. And, guys, Eclipse holsters will make you look cool, uh, even if people can't see it. But no, all jokes aside, you guys head over to their website. Jess and her team do some fantastic work. They do guarantee they'll have it to you in three business days or less. Or in the mail, I should say. Three business days or less. I don't think anybody right now can take uh, responsibility for what's going on with the old USPS. Uh, but like I said, great holsters, great mag carriers, dump trays, uh, everyday carry belts, t-shirts, stickers, whatever you guys need. Head over EclipseHolsters.com. And like I said, use our code PREPARED15. They're going to knock 15% off your order. And also MyMedic.com. Whatever you guys need. Got a late summer vacation planned. Maybe you got a kid who's in a rec league. Maybe you just got a kid in general. They find all sorts of interesting ways to hurt themselves. Uh, whatever you need, guys, and I mean whatever you need, my medic's got you covered. All right, whether it's just your standard uh, ouch pouch, the solo's got you all covered, all set to go. Whether it's something a little bit larger, the MyFac, the MyFac Advanced, MyFac Large, the Recon, even if you got to you know cover a large group, they have all shapes, all sizes for all numbers of groups of people and if you have questions call their customer service they're more than happy to point you in the right direction even if it means you're going to buy something less expensive from them and they also got our four-legged friends covered they have a pet medic kit they got they got all sorts of stuff on there head over to their website and they were cool enough to hook us up with the code mindset 20 that's going to knock 20 percent off of your order and if you feel so inclined as always, you can head over to our Facebook page in our offer section, and you can use our affiliate link. MyMedic is an affiliate partner of the Prepared Mindset. If you go through our link to make a purchase, even the purchase you were going to make in the first place, even using our discount code, even using your HSA card, that's right, if you got like a work-sponsored uh, health savings account, uh, a lot of these medical kits are HSA friendly, so you can use that card to pay for it, and it's not a problem. But uh, if you go through our affiliate link, the team here at Prepared Mindset gets a small piece of whatever you guys spend, which helps us keep doing these episodes every week. So mymedic.com, code MINDSET20. So getting into it, this week we're talking about concealed carry. And more specifically, we want to talk about how it's going to impact those around you, right? Uh, yeah. Whether that's a family member, girlfriend, friend, uh, neighbor, you know, whoever, people that are not... I don't want to say not friendly towards the Second Amendment, but maybe just unfamiliar with it, maybe just uncomfortable right. with it, right? Because not everybody carries, right? I mean, obviously, not everyone does it. So, I mean, not everyone is familiar with guns. And I, sometimes it kind of scares people. Yeah, and I think that it's just the, I don't even want to say like the fear, but it's just the not knowing, right? Sure. You know, that people are apprehensive about it more than anything else. And, and I think that's how more accidents than anything else happen is the apprehensiveness, uh, the fear, the lack of confidence. The curiosity, uh, really. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, I mean, you don't know, you don't know. Exactly. Right. So when it comes to things like that, I think people, uh, when I say things like that, I mean firearms for the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, I think people overreact, right? I think they, they justify the reaction as an abundance of caution, like it's a good thing. Um, and, and in a lot of cases it is. You know, you got small kids running around or something. Um, 
you should always secure your firearm. You know, if you're a single dude and you live on your own, that's probably not as much of a concern for you. However, if you spend time in a household, uh, whether it's your own or somebody else's where there is a minor running around, right? Um, you would definitely want to keep that where little hands can't, uh, can't get to it. Right. It's true because they will always find a way. No, definitely. I mean, just like we were talking about in the uh, the ad space with the MyMedic, right? Kids always find a way to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. They will always find a way to get their hands on that one thing you told them something not cool, to touch. something sharp, something will get weird with a sucking chest wound. Kids are going to find a way to yeah. make that happen, just because you know they're children. So I mean, but okay. So like more specifically, right? With introducing people to concealed carry i know this is something that you've recently gone through i say recently it's been like six or eight months right sure yeah. um introducing your girlfriend to just to the idea of a gun being around a gun being in the house me right. having one on my hip when we go out places yeah and that's because yeah. that's relatively well, and new you'd said her dad was a hunter right right yeah so there was always guns in the house right so but yeah. just not something that was carried as like a personal um item or just a part of she's never know, actually shot a gun i'm sorry yeah, she's never actually shot a gun. Ever? Which is, yeah, she's not a not a huge fan. It, and, and, you know, like we were just talking about, it's it's unfamiliar, a little scary, a little, little different. No, but I, mean, I, I just mean it's kind of weird. You grew up in a house with a family member that hunts. I mean, typically yeah. you at least shot once or something, but... Sure. No, I mean, so, okay, so what has that been like then? How did that how did that come, uh, come around with your guys' discussion, you know, getting things rolling? And uh, It wasn't too bad. She's never really been super against me having one the rule has always been as long as her child doesn't know that it's there there's not a problem because he's a little boy and as little boys do he's going to see something and he's going to want to put hands on it he's going to want to play with it and if you tell him no as soon as your back is turned he's going to go find it and he's going to decide he's playing with it almost like i almost posed the question that at what at what point right because the curiosity factor Mm -hmm. um to combat that right at what at what age really you know, does it turn the corner where it's, hey, out of sight, out of mind, to here it is, here's what it feels like to pull the trail. You remove, right? You remove all, I guess, like all curiosity, right? Like let them dry fire it with you right there. Like mm-hmm. explain to them, hey, I don't touch this. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at what age? I mean, I've heard a lot of people say around like 10 years old. Yeah, nine, I was going to say 11. probably like the double digit mark is where you really want to, you know, well, introduce them to it. But I mean, I don't know. I've heard of people doing it as young as seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. you know, with kids that go out hunting and stuff. Obviously, I'm not a hunter, but, sure. you know, just making them aware like, hey, this thing goes boom and it will kill you. It will kill someone else. It's in the house. It's not a toy. It's a tool. Right. You know, I don't want you to be afraid of it, but I do want you to respect what it does. And we don't go looking for it. We don't play with it. We don't show it to our friends. Yeah, it's you know, not, it is, it's not it is that there kind of for me to use and nobody else. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, with my girlfriend, it was, you know, she had never fired one before. The furthest we've gotten along with that so far is I, you know, took uh, my Glock 19 with a dry fire mag. Mm-hmm. Slapped it in. I've got a target stand in the basement and just said, you know, you this is how you line up the sights. Just point and shoot basically you know it's just going to make a clicking noise nothing's going to go off the chamber's clear you know right showed her how that you know how you can check to make sure there's nothing in it it's not dangerous and you know she squeezed off a a, a couple dozen trigger pulls or whatever handed it right back to me and that was about it those skills um at least for people that are like new shooters or new to the concept or whatever you want to say right I think the, uh, and I talked about this on another episode after reading a couple different books on the psychology behind shooting, um, those administrative tasks are really the most important because you want to talk about when accidents happen. It's when you're loading and or unloading the firearm. Yes. Um, those administrative tasks, like how to safely do it, how, how safely to safely unload, clear the gun, disassemble it, clean it, lube it, reassemble, and then reload well, I mean, or without losing a digit. Even just how to move around with it, right? How to walk oh, sure. from, even at the gun range, right? How to walk from... Mm-hmm. Well, most of them won't let you walk from the lane back to the table or whatever because of the fact that most people don't know how to do this. But just, you know, how to safely handle a gun, how to not Safe transportation, yeah. Manipulation of the firearm. Yeah, and so, I mean, 
you making some progress, making some headway. I mean, she, I, I assume she's fine with you carrying it. Oh, that's not around. I keep threatening that, you know, once ammo prices go down a little bit, we're going to go to the range and we're going to, you know, some most fun. people would take you up on that threat. Most yeah, I right just don't want to, I mean, you. it's more or less me being a cheapskate, not wanting to spend $200 to go to the range because up until recently it no. was like, oh, hey, here's a 50 round box of nine millimeter. No, you That'll can be $78, please. No, you can get. Oh, no, I shop on cheaper than dirt. You so. can get, uh, you, I think the cheapest I've found, 9mm right now, it's like 30 cents around, which is still... Yeah, prices have come down it's pretty like significantly. It's 14, but. $14.99 a box, and that was for Blazer mm. aluminum casing, which yeah. actually isn't bad. Um, just, you can't... Yeah, I mean, uh, I joke, but I mean, it's, it. it's still going to be a... trip to the gun range to do half an hour range time plus probably two boxes of nine millimeter i don't have to rent a gun obviously sure but yeah it would definitely be a day where i don't want to have to like rush through it i want to have plenty of time make sure she's comfortable make sure we have the time to dedicate to it maybe have a little bit of practice a little little dry run session in my basement and then we can go to the honestly i'd recommend even more of that you know what i mean like do it a couple Mm -hmm. times because i think the first time you do something because i'm you don't really you don't really absorb that's why you practice right because you don't really mm-hmm. absorb that information until you've through repetition right you learn through right. repetition you understand you absorb it um you know through the repetition through doing mm-hmm. it more than once more than twice more than you know more yeah. than five times she is getting more comfortable around it um when we first started dating you know she'd stay the night i'd keep the handgun in the the drawer and uh, the nightstand and after like the first two times i started just leaving it out on my nightstand where it normally lives and she's completely fine with that she knows it's there i mean there was we had one incident where somebody was like pounding on the door at three o'clock in the morning or so we thought it ended up being the so i mean st Clair shores the houses are really you know close yeah, together neighbors ended up being close. like somebody pounding on the neighbor's door because they were having a get together uh, but it was like 3 a.m i started freaking out she's freaking out I'm like okay well this is a cool way to catch a round buddy like maybe tone it down a little bit but well i mean and that's probably you know but it's that's why it's there i've never actually had to pull a gun on anybody or anything thank god no and i think that, that realistically and you know if you, you go back to talking about like people that just don't know right um and there's plenty of people that that shoot that hunt that own firearms right that don't carry you know mm-hmm. being a um, being a firearms owner does not mean that you're necessarily well versed in how to carry what to carry or no. you know, anything like that, which I think is um, unfor- an unfortunate stigma, right? That comes with the firearms community. Yes. Uh, I-, I think that anybody that, that owns a firearm should at least understand the laws of carrying one. Um, yeah. And certainly the laws it's of important. transporting one. Well, definitely. You know, I honestly think everybody should know at least their way around a gun at the very least, like a hunting rifle or a shotgun. I would agree with that. Um, if for nothing else, then just it makes everyone safer. Mm-hmm. You know, you cut down on a lot of the negligent discharges, the accidental fires. Uh, well, yeah, accidental deaths, things mm-hmm. like that. Where and it, it did, not to go back to it, but it always ends up being children, right? They find right. an unsecured weapon and something tragic happens. But mm-hmm. um, again, I think that it. I think that we've we've slowly gotten to that point, right? Just like as a society, we're like more afraid of firearms and stuff than. Well, the the um, big scary black gun in the closet is well, is it's easiest to to blame everybody on, and yeah, you know, it's it's just that that's the the not the buzzword but that's the the hot topic of the day is you know guns are bad guns are evil the guns are scary scary black assault weapon is you know that's that's the the favorite word is well and i think that introducing people to to the concept right of you carrying a firearm um or, or them being around a firearm is is uh, we talked about the education piece of it, right? I, I think that it, it reaches that far. You know, we talk about things like um, we don't use this, the, the term assault rifle because no, it's uh, a gross misappropriation. We can't of, own them. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it is a semi-automatic rifle. It's mm-hmm. just a rifle. Assault is a verb, <clears throat> not a type of rifle. Um, you know, I love the reaction people get when you actually break down that like AR-15 is not an assault rifle. Yeah, it's AR armor light rifle model 15. So yeah, MPS, like, the, the bullet it shoots is basically a 22, just with a right. fatter cartridge or a fatter casing well, and on what, it. And what what really surprises me is the amount of people that understand that a 22 is like the smallest size bullet you get, mm-hmm. which it's not. There's the 17, but yeah uh and i and to the best of my knowledge that is as small as it gets right um <clears throat> at least for conventional you know conventional right. then you're talking stuff. about like bb guns air rifles I do, honestly i think even Shoot bb guns are like 17 morning type stuff technically like the size of it but 
you know, when you say it's almost a 22, everyone goes, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's not a large caliber bullet. It's not It's not like you're shooting an AK-47 uh, or an AK-74, mm-hmm. anything chambered in, was it 7.762? Yeah, 7.62, yeah, an AK. That's, that's a... A decent size cartridge, but the size of w- what a lot of people now use or have used for a lot of years for hunting, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's almost equivalent to um, a three hundred eight. Three hundred eight, yeah. You know, and and of course, um, not to get too far from the the the, the point here, but mm-hmm. yeah, everyone says hunting rifles are okay. Hunting is fine, and until you actually look at it's here's a bigger what, bore weapon. Well, here's what a twenty two two three looks like, or a five five six, which mm-hmm. they're pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then here's a three hundred eight. This right. is, or even a slug for a shotgun, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, no, you think that you're justifying this, right? right? And this is bad because the amount of damage done. I mean, yeah. what about this looks wrong to you? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, you know, with, with introducing people to the concept of of carrying a gun or just being around one, I think that you know education starts to be uh, the the bigger part of the conversation. It becomes mm-hmm. a lot less about actually shooting and actually pulling the trigger. It's. It, yeah, education, but also normalizing. Like, well, you know, that's, that's it's, it's here, it's around, it's around frequently. Mm-hmm. Anytime I leave the house, not to go to work, obviously, but whenever I go to Home Depot or I'm going to at home or the sure. mall or whatever, you know, I'm carrying mm-hmm. because you just, you don't know. Because that one time that you don't could be the time that you need you it need most. It. And yeah, like, I obviously never want to have to pull my gun. I, I don't ever want to find myself in that kind of position because I'd probably evacuate myself just a small amount but i would rather be the person i hope i don't find that out with the loaded (laughs) pants that has a gun to help get them out of a situation loaded pants loaded gun exactly yes cowboy up (laughs) i I would (laughs) be completely ready to party at that point however i would really hate even more to be that person with loaded pants and no gun and i'm sitting there with my pocket knife saying like hey hopefully this bad guy finds his way inside of my arm's reach so that i can cut him up so bad you know that i can get out of there like no 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 and that's you know so that's that's one way you could you could like soft intro people who are super standoffish about the Mm -hmm. whole thing is is you know start introducing them to the whole concept of edc right Mm -hmm. you can start with like hey i carry this stuff on me every day here's a knife I carry it with me every day. I actually have had people ask me, like, why do you always have a pocket knife? And then, like, if you spend a lot of time with those people, they end up finding out exactly why you carry that pocket knife. It's because you never knew how much you needed a knife with you until you, until you actually started carrying one. Because it's like, oh, my God, look at how much easier it yeah. is to open this toy, open this box, cut this tape, maybe clean yeah. it under my fingernails when I'm bored. Open these chips. You yeah, know, you know, whatever, whatever you, <laughs> whatever you need. Uses. You know, there's a thousand and one different uses that you can use for a pocket knife. And, and then you kind of just start, you kind of, like sort of like ramp up into the whole gun part of it like yeah i also carry a gun with me every day and yes. it's like it, it sort of helps it, i mean it's not going to take all the sting away right but it, mm-hmm. it kind of helps desensitize them yes um and introduce it as like these are the tools that i carry with myself you know or carry on my person every day i have mm-hmm. this watch i have this wallet this knife this flashlight these keys this firearm yep. and it you know, then it's part of the rotation. It's part of like the you know within arm's reach, the the go to uh, yeah. You know, it's, get up. It's so to what speak. you put on, just like your shoes or a baseball cap or whatever, before you're going to leave the house. Mm-hmm. In most instances, that's going to be what you know the last thing that I put on. So I mean, is like that holster. I mean, and, and so when you're having these discussions, and you know, and just speaking to your experiences personally, mm-hmm. not even necessarily with you know, we don't have to only talk about your yeah. interaction with your significant other, but like. And I can share some of mine as well, but just when you have friends, right? Friends sure. or your family members, because obviously our mother is, is super, super against guns. Conservative. Until she saw um, somebody trying to break like, into the neighbor's house, then she had a little bit of a change of heart. Yeah, that was a little bit different. Right. Um, but, you know, our mother, super conservative, super anti 2A. It's the right. weirdest, it's the weirdest, thing, weirdest in the thing in the world. Yeah. Makes absolutely um, no sense. So, to like, me. but but just interactions with people who don't carry a firearm, don't own, or actually, more to the point, don't own firearms. Yeah. I mean, what what are those interactions usually look like? I mean, because I, I want to hear what you, what you've encountered. Because typically, as far as what I run into, there's really two types of people mm-hmm. that like they're either super against anybody owning a gun, 
Yeah. They don't think like anybody full, should own a gun or like wing. you should have like a three round capacity with a barrel no longer than two and a half inches and it should be single action, not double action. And like you got to break it open and disassemble wanna, it three different you ways. You want to bury this thing in, in supposed right. safety features. So there, yeah. You know, to avoid accidents, basically taking mm-hmm. away any sort of self-defense ability that you have. And then you have the other people that, and obviously these are just, this sampling is just people who aren't already, you know, pro 2a pro carry you yeah. know they don't know much about guns but this other group is the people that are like well i've always been curious yeah. never done it never found my way to a gun range nobody ever took me shooting we weren't really around guns growing up see and that's the but sad I've part always is, wanted to know yeah and i think there's a lot of those people out there There are there's so many people like that because honestly i was that people you were that people at one yeah. point right up until igor took me shooting for the first time at cqt and mm-hmm. we went out there and he's like yeah man we're gonna go shoot we're gonna do man shit today yeah. and i rented that it was a beretta 90 92 92 god what a bastard of a was, firearm no it was great compared to the hk that i rented the next time when i when i popped oh, the wow. magazine to the bottom the h the slide on the hk actually popped forward which made me not trust that gun it oh. turned out that, that was just a heavily used rental that was like super worn down and had like probably yeah, 35 40,000 well because well, well, that was right around the time john wick was coming out oh so everyone so everybody and their grandmother that. wanted that hk it didn't have the super cool muzzle break but anyways um that was right around the time i got bit by the bug and i'm like okay so i, I worked down the road from there mm-hmm. and I, on my lunches they would have you know the lunch hour special between like 11 and 2 for 20 or 18 bucks i think you got half an hour of range time a gun rental and a box of 50 yeah. and I'd go in there, and my goal was just I was going to shoot as much as I could. Honestly, most fun thing I've ever shot yeah. when I well, when I was doing that, uh, Bursa Thunder 380. I don't know if it is because it vaguely is reminiscent of that Walther PPK, and I was always, like, super into that gun when, you know, we were watching those James Bond movies as kids. That is actually a super fun gun to shoot. Don't know if I would ever own one just because 380 would is super unreliable and kind of annoying. And when you get into the nine millimeter Bursa, like it's less compact, it's not as sexy. So I probably would never spend money on it. But yeah. anyways, that was my goal was, I guess, kind of building that education, not so much knowing what was going on, but like I tried shooting well, and, a whole bunch of stuff. And then you have all those questions too, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's even more, in, I would say even more intimidating being somebody who wants to know about it, mm-hmm. but doesn't have the resource know where to, to go to reach out. And, and again, and the Google back, is full of misinformation. Well, yeah, Google and YouTube. I mean, granted it's, it's better than it was seven years ago oh sure right heaps Um, better but that doesn't necessarily mean that the information you find Mm -hmm. is going to be the information that you should find um for instance i know we both started carrying um with outside the waistband holsters and just Mm -hmm. hoped that our shirts would carry it and or cover them and it's like in the winter it wasn't a problem in the winter yeah and then but we're both kind of fat and summertime wasn't kind it well it sucks right yeah kind of eventually migrated over to the inside the waistband waistband, but that took a while Mm -hmm. you know i mean it was about a year and a half you went outside the waistband i bought you your first in the waistband holster as a christmas gift you went a whole year carrying outside the waistband Mm -hmm. i think i made it eight or nine months i wasn't that far ahead of you but i knew once i did it i was like Mm -hmm. you know this can work And honestly, the biggest thing is, you know, for those of you out there listening that like you can think of five friends off the top of your head that like, oh, wow, those guys know nothing about guns. They're such dweebs or plebs or whatever the cool kids are saying. (laughs) Pleb. Don't be that guy. Like if you have somebody that genuinely is curious about guns and wants to know, don't be a D-bag about it. Like find something. Don't don't be the person that takes your friend to the range with a two inch 380 or a two inch three or a, I'm sorry, a 38 or a 357. Yeah. That like, oh, hey, the recoil is going to knock this back into their face. And it's going to be hilarious. Be that guy. I mean, it will be funny. We will all I, have a good laugh. But then you just made that person terrified of guns for like the foreseeable future. And we've all find seen your full size nine millimeter or even a 380 or a 22, whatever. Get them out, get them shooting, get them comfortable with guns, right. and then explain, right. you know. And we've all seen it at the range, right? You see somebody, it's like, you shouldn't be shooting that gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's like, um, and, I, and I applaud anybody who's going to the range trying to figure Remember out Remember when we qualified for but, our, our um, concealed carry permits? There was that a guy oh. in his, like, 70s with a, probably, it was a six or an eight-inch barreled um, Colt Python. I, I don't think it was a Python. I think I, it was, it was, a, it was a full steel frame three fifty seven revolver, yeah. and we all almost died. Well, and he should god, not have been shooting that gun thank god the instructor was there to like intervene he had like the full-on teacup grip but like his elbows were at like a 30 degree angle he's holding it like well, real so, close to the body and so that that speaks to you know um and this is nothing against our instructor because i thought we had a really good instructor i thought Mike did I a really that, good job yeah um that the 
American public as a whole um, is kind of criminally underserved by the requirements of getting a CPL. Yeah. Um, no just amount my, of Hollywood movies are going to prepare you for that. Well, and I just, I, and that's not a dig at any of the instructors. And it's, I, I, I find myself mixed with, you know, the feelings of do we want more gun laws or less? But, um, you know, it, I think that a lot of people are in the misconception that just because somebody has a CPL and just because somebody carries a gun, that that means that they're automatically, um, you know, a good shooter, a good shot, that you should take everything that they say mm-hmm. verbatim. Well, there are a lot of CPL holders that are probably terrible Dude, there's shots. a lot of CPL holders that shoot once a year mm-hmm. just to make sure the gun still works or something, and and that's all that they do. I, I think that that's, I, again, to use the same term, no. I think we're all criminally underserved having those people yeah. around us. And in all, in all honesty, you are a liability. If you have a firearm and you cannot don't competently... Don't know how to use it or don't know how to employ it properly, yes, that's going to be... Yeah, I mean, because that's the stuff and you And it doesn't have to be news. this. Like, you don't have to be super into shooting to be a CPL holder. You could just no. want personal protection or to be able to protect your family. Yeah. But if, you, like any other toy or tool or whatever you want to call these, like it's like using the chainsaw in the backyard to cut down a tree. You're not just going to wield it mm-hmm. all willy-nilly doing whatever. You have a certain amount of responsibility that you owe to yourself and the people around you to know how to use it, know how to use it properly, and know how to take care of it. So when you're not using it, it can't hurt anybody well, else. You know what it's capable of, too. Exactly. I mean... Um, again, I, I just, I think that people see, they have that one friend that carries a gun and that becomes their like go-to resource and you're not, you don't really know what you don't know. So you don't know to question them on some things. I mean, right. I know I have those friends that they, they insist on carrying in a leather holster. They insist on carrying, you know, or mm-hmm. on the other end of things. If they, they're old guys and that's all they've known, then, and, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's how no, they do it. A, it's but just, get a quality gun leather. Yeah. You know, not the, the the vinyl pleather. You remember that one? Well, the, you know um, what I'm thinking about right the, now. The uh, Uncle Mike's nylon holsters. Yeah. Yeah, those are You terrible. remember that incident where you had to go sit at somebody's house once? And yeah. dude went and got his... Um, he I, went and got his uh, Jennings Bryco 380. Oh, yes, it was a Bryco. That's right. It was yeah, a Bryco 380. A company that it was, was in, I believe, a, forced out of production because of litigation. Not against yeah. the quality of the firearm, but just... Um, I mean, the gun itself was made yeah. out of pot metal. It was pretty bad. It was pretty garbage. But um, the whole but yeah, Saturday he had night, the vinyl pleather holster that was outside the waistband it with like, like a little came out of a snap Wild lock. West toy kit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't be that guy. Because yeah. then we will make fun of you. Yeah. Don't just don't open carry. I mean, you open can carry, if you want to open. You carry, can do it. It's legal. However, here's, here's something I learned. Okay, about open carry. Because people don't necessarily understand where the line is drawn on open carry versus concealed carry, right? Mm-hmm. It is, and I cannot speak to all the states, but at least here in Michigan, you know, it is completely legal to open carry. Mm-hmm. And when I say open carry, it means you can have this gun on your hip and you can walk around as long as it's not covered up by a garment or anything. Mm-hmm. You can open carry your firearm to your heart's content. Now, that's not to say that you're not going to get some police officers stopping to see what's going on. That's not to say you're not going to get some businesses that ask you to leave and refuse service. And that well, it, the that, police that is officers right. are usually going to stay away from you as long as you have it in a reasonable holster and it's just on well, your hip. The people that like you know you're not wrong, you're just an asshole. Those are the people that decide like, hey, it's my constitutional right. I'm going to get an AR-15. I'm going to jungle well, tape another mag upside down. I'm going to sling it over my shoulder. I'm going to take a walk around the block. Why? Because I can. See, and that's that's that actually kind of, scares people. It does nothing. Well, and that's to that's help what you. reinforces those negative feelings, right? About people that are pro two A, right? Um, and I think that the media does a really good job of highlighting the negative side of it. But mm-hmm. um, what I was getting I at the, was the first time I saw somebody like doing open that. carrying. Yeah. I was in an auto zone with Justin's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, "Man, look at that guy, nineteen eleven on the hip." You can tell he got picked on in high school. <laughs> Yeah, I think it does say something about people when they just don't want to get a concealed carry it, permit. Yeah, like, it's, it says. It, but yeah. What people don't understand with that is you can't just carry it on your hip outside your shirt and just go about your day. Once you get into your vehicle, dude, your concealed carry laws go back into effect. So Correct. Um, one of the local businesses here, actually the one that we both went through to uh, renew our CPLs and, and right. my, you know, that Lexi's gone through for hers. Um, once you get into a vehicle, right? That yeah, is concealing concealed, that weapon. Exactly. So, so firearm then you have and to ammunition. store and lock the firearm in the trunk of the vehicle and mm-hmm. store the ammunition as far away from it as you possibly can. Um, this individual that uh, you know what we're, we're discussing in this particular instance um, had the gun in their range bag on the front seat and had the ammunition um, in the glove box, like 
a what is that two feet away from it yeah um now facing charges and it, it, as it turns out this individual apparently had completed the cpl course and was just too fucking lazy to send in the paperwork and pay the money to the the state right state mm-hmm. of michigan that was like 120 bucks or 115 bucks like something like that, like that. it's that not expensive it's not that expensive i know it's annoying the fingerprinting process it's, it is it's so annoying it's worth it it is if you're gonna if you because when carrying. you renew the good thing about fingerprints is you don't grow out of them so you only do it once you just renew mm-hmm. everything else you pay your money every four years three years uh five years i think five years in michigan um yeah okay and you just you renew it yeah and, and you're, even you're even through covid right we renewed mm-hmm. ours we took the classes oh, yeah, it was great i ate pizza we, while i did it yeah we sent in the the renewal paperwork to the state police here in michigan we followed the procedure yep. and it was what under three weeks we had it back we did it several weeks before ours were even set to expire i, I couldn't even carry my new license for almost a month because mm-hmm. we did it early enough yeah. um you know so it's really not as bad. I mean, but again, I think there's so much misinformation out there about the, like the pros, cons, the yes, the no's, mm-hmm. the ins and outs, um, right. whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. to conceal carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like I said, um, the biggest thing you can do to help it, right, is desensitize people to it. And that's, mm-hmm. like you were, to your point, don't just shove it in their face. Don't take them to the range right. and have them shoot the biggest gun you own. Don't give them the gun that you struggle to shoot well. You know, um, and also even to that point, don't give them, a, I don't want to say normal, don't give them like a uh, basic Glock 17 or Glock 19 or something and, ex- and, and shit on them for not shooting, you know, three inch groups at 40 feet or something. Yeah. It takes time. It you takes, have to explain that so it's okay. And honestly, right. Get them to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So they want to come back. And, and a little more to that point, if they say no, listen. Let people learn it. Let people get comfortable with it on their own timetable. Just because you're comfortable with it does not mean that they are going to be as quickly. Even if you're just talking about it, right? Even if you're just talking about firearms, there are people that aren't even comfortable talking about it. That's true. And and just like like you just said, if they don't want to talk about it, if they don't want to hear about it, they don't want any part of it, you know, Mm -hmm. don't don't be that guy. Don't don't lose a friendship or ruin a friendship or or even just ruin an evening because Mm -hmm. you want to make things uh, political or you want to make things weird because... I don't know. Your your lack of confidence, or you're two beers deep, three beers deep, and you just feel like the smartest you're like, man in the room or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, if it's that important to you, go out and buy one of those yellow plastic training pistols that is the same exact size as the Glock 17. Yeah. Hand it to the person. And be like, here, get get freaky with this until you are comfortable with it, and then we'll move on to the real thing. However long yeah. that'll take. I mean, if you really want to push that person towards it that much, me personally, if somebody pushes back and says, "Hey, I don't really want to know about guns. I don't want to handle them." Okay, cool. Not your thing. That's that's totally fine. Yeah, and and it's not necessarily that uh, I don't. It's not that I disagree with people that uh, don't want a gun. I just I disagree with the people you know that think that I shouldn't be allowed to have one because they just um, universally right think that they're yeah. unsafe without actually understanding uh, what it is they're the, talking about. Well, I mean how it works, uh, the laws that are on the books, the safety that's on the books. So I think um, again, it comes back to education, right? People don't mm-hmm. understand. You know, so there's some people, and I know we know at least a couple that I'm thinking of right now that yeah. um, that do not own a firearm strictly on the principle of they think it's too easy to get. Yeah, which I just that they, I they just claim don't they don't. What I guess more more to the point, um, they don't. They claim to not have an issue with the Second Amendment or with people that own firearms. However, they themselves do not own any, and they are adamantly and proactively uh, against the second amendment and gun rights and they push for things yeah, they, like uh, they openly and actively denounce it whenever they have the opportunity right to whomever will listen for no other reason than the honestly they're probably well, a little bit scared of it and right. also i mean let's be completely real about what we're talking about Dude, it's just popular shooting right is not the most affordable hobby in the world no. which is not to say that you can't get into shooting you know, you don't have to be the person that gets in the shooting and all of a sudden you've got like 17 guns in multiple tasty calibers and you've got all this no. sweet gear and everything. You can be a shooting enthusiast with your, your $500 Glock 19. I mean, the most, honestly, probably the best shooters started like for years with one gun that yep. they just got really good at shooting. They got really good with technique. They got really comfortable with it. Well, and if you and do then, it the smart way, you know, right. you, you buy one. I mean, and, and get so one the, or two weapon platforms, get a rifle, get a handgun. Maybe a shotgun if you're into that sort of thing, and then just get proficient with it. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars on an optic or two hundred and fifty dollars on a handguard. You can get the like what Smith and Wesson M and P 
right off of the shelf and it's it's going to be a decent ar for you or you can go get It'll a glock out of the box decent and entry level firearm yeah you know and, and it will work something like a glock something like a, a smith and wesson m&p um even cz's uh the p10c that's yeah. not a bad choice no, they're all they're fantastic because uh, honestly as much as i like using that little hashtag you know um operator as fuck um no ain't, ain't none of us running absolutely not. running infiltration drills or or uh any, you know extractions well, and the guys or anything that, uh, and the guys that do know how to do that stuff sure as shit ain't using that hashtag unless they're making fun of somebody exactly so you know you can be the the range ninja that has you know oh hey man check out my <laughs> really daniel shouldn't. defense that has like seven thousand dollars of extras including a you know like a a night scope that i have no idea how it works and you know Dude, it's it, yeah you can spend as much money as you want you can like having a sweet ass rifle doesn't really matter if you suck you suck Facts. you know and that's you can be an excellent shot with a 500 hundred dollar ar or i mean previously you could build an ar on palmetto for like 350 400 dollars mm-hmm. and, and you know Not it's anymore, all mil spec yeah. so you can be a pretty decent shot with that or you can be the guy that makes that has more money than brains. You go out and buy a Daniel Defense with a fourteen and a half inch barrel, and you've got a two thousand dollar optic and everything, but you can't shoot worth a damn. So, but hey, I, I look super cool. My gun is a lot nicer than yours, so I'm better than you. Well, it's not. I mean, and and you get to a point, right? I mean, like reliability is important. Quality mm-hmm. is again to reliability a point, and quality are paramount. Important. Um, but that's, you know, that's why, I mean, and if you guys, and if you listen to this podcast in the past, you know that we pretty much advocate for the same few brands of, uh, of firearms, right? For At least for handguns. You know, we talk a lot about Glock and we talk a lot about SIG. That's, I'm a fanboy. I like Glocks. I mean, that's what we, that's what we run. So, you know, Sam carries his SIG P365. Um, I think he also has a Smith & Wesson M&P, one of the second-gen ones. Yeah. Good firearms. No Fantastic firearm. I own a uh, first-gen Smith & Wesson. Easier on the eye than a Glock is. Yeah, they're they're better looking than a Glock. That's for damn it's true. true. Um, but, you know, Glock is great. Uh, I've heard good things about the CZ P10 line, the mm-hmm. C and the normal sure. size. Um, you know, you were talking about the Beretta 92 earlier. Love me a Beretta. I don't necessarily recommend the Beretta 92, um, I'm sure Sam has some, like, if he was on right now with us, he'd have some choice words on the 92 because he he hated that thing for a oh, lot of different reasons. Oh, he's in the military. But, Isn't it called an M9 at that point? Yeah, that's a, it's a slightly different model, but, I mean, yeah. basically the same gun. People don't yeah, really love it. they're super awesome. But, um, I think Beretta and, and companies, so companies like Beretta, um, Ruger, and up until very recently, Remington, mm-hmm. um, owned a, a bit of market share just off of their name recognition. Or even well, sure. I'll throw Springfield out there because everyone assumes that Springfield mm-hmm. Armory is the same Massachusetts-based company that we all know from the history books and stuff. Um, Not true. You know, it, and again, you're getting somebody in a concealed carry, and I know this because my wife bought a Springfield uh, as her first gun, unfortunately. Poor life choice. Our father tried buying a Springfield as his Aren't first they made firearm. in Croatia um, or something? What's that? Aren't they made in Croatia? Yeah, it's a Croatian company they um they're not american made that money nope. does not stay here Thanks. and from a quality standpoint it is not the springfield that folded in 71 from massachusetts no they've got all they had a lot of quality control issues and i even heard even with their new subcompact the, the hellcat yeah um that they've that had issues with that i've not heard anything bad about their ar platform stuff like the saint yeah. other than it's like super overpriced it's, for yeah what it's it ridiculously is. overpriced for what it is and i've not shot one so maybe it is a very nice rifle um, it's not over so overpriced now in today's market. Nine hundred bucks for an AR is only slightly over what you get for something well, straight right, off the yeah, shelf. COVID but, drove up the price on firearms, yeah, insanely. Um, but you know, companies like Springfield, shortage. Um, companies like Ruger, Remington. Remington yeah. went bankrupt. Their firearms, short of the the eight seventy or the Remington seven hundred bolt gun, right? Yeah. Those two guns, I think, are what really propped that company up for a while in firearm sales. Ammo sales. Um, and, yep, their ammo production wing, yep. which did get bought by somebody else, and is, uh, from my God, understanding. Because we needed it. Yeah, we really, and I think that's why you're starting to see 9 mil come down, is because the market is starting to get They're starting, well, they got caught up on production, but everybody yeah. was buying it up as fast as they could when well, the country went into a lockdown. Because, like, you didn't know what was going to happen or how quick it was going to happen right. to you. So And now that that's over with, their bankruptcy hearings are over with and everything. They're running mm-hmm. production around the clock, which from according to a message put out by their um, CEO, that's why costs are up. It's because they have mm-hmm. to justify, well, not only justify, they have to pay to keep things running around the clock to feed the demand. So I think by year end, we might be back to $11, $12 a box, which God, I hope so. Which isn't $10 a box, but I, I'm okay with 11 or 12 as opposed to 15 16 20 Mm-hmm. whatever 40 bucks as it was at one point oh but yeah cheaper than dirt um, they should i'd have you know people that that don't know 
right? You buy a Ruger. Rugers yeah. had nothing but quality control issues with their handguns. Uh, um, what was uh, what was that one that you were looking at buying? That's right. I'm going to roast you on your own uh, podcast. The SR9 that thing where it had the little pop-up thing that like stuck out of the breech loaded, or whatever. It was a loaded chamber indicator, which uh, the Canic that I own has one of those too. I think that's ridiculous. It's a safety feature. Great. So is, I mean, you know that little the little lane switch assist thing that our Jeeps have? Where you get too close to the the line and it like automatically no, I, steers you. I back. turned mine off. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Why? No, I mean because this is America, and if I want to be reckless, if I'm anything, do it. that actually just helps make my point is that people that don't know go for things like safety features, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, this is this we is like our father so that needed a thumb safety on his MMP, like even though it's drop yeah. safe and has like a two stage trigger, so that you can't accidentally like drop fire it." Yeah, it's got a trigger safety. It's yeah. it's drop safe, but you had to have you that thumb, have thumb safety. Thumb. Because, and and you some know, people, reasons. I get it. If that's what you want, that's what you want. I mean. I'm not gonna rip on anybody for wanting a thumb safety. I personally don't. If see you're the blood need for related one. to me, I'm going to rip on you for that. Well, everybody else, you're safe, but nobody in this family. Yeah, you're screwed. Facts. Um, you know, but people that don't know, I mean, like that's why anybody that asks me, you know, hey, I'm looking at buying a gun. What do you, what, first? What you get tight in the get? pants, and then you think about what they should buy. Not always. Right. I mean, it depends how much money they make. Because then it's like, oh, that's, I can watch that's a real thing. A Budget is a real thing when you're buying your first yeah. gun. Yeah. Because you don't want to be like, hey, you know what you need? I know you make $35,000 a year, but you know what looks so sexy on you? A Terran Tactical Staccato? Combat Master Glock 34. Yeah. That's no. what you need for self-defense. No. But my first answer when people ask me is like, hey, what do you, I was going to buy a handgun. What do yeah. you think? And I mean, I can make my own evaluation just looking at people. You know, mm-hmm. hey, you're a big guy. Hey, you're not big. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I would go Glock. Here's what I would recommend looking at. Glock I is always a solid first choice I basically for a beginning stick to, to nine millimeter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I remember you. Know, I've got a couple people. Oh, they're so fucking ugly. And hey, you know what? I honestly, I think there is a certain aesthetic to Glocks that I actually kind of appreciate and enjoy. They're um, not ugly. They're simplistic. Well, that's a nicer way of saying that they're ugly. They're not ugly. Say you're sorry. I, I, I'm not, though. I'm not. I mean, you want you say you you think a Glock's ugly. I think that you're looking at the wrong. You're making a decision based off of the wrong criteria. Glock is truly a brand that values function over form, and, well, that's, and that's what they why do. Is they just run. You know, that's and why it's somebody the choice who, of so many law enforcement agencies yeah. and the FBI and and so right. many private gun owners in the not even just the United States in the mm-hmm. world. Well, and it, there's a reason why they sell so many yeah. handguns because for people like who we're talking about that mm-hmm. don't know guns or don't know anything Everyone about guns, Glock. they've at least seen a Glock, whether it be Law and Order or NCIS or any of these shows where you mm-hmm. see predominant pistol usage. Almost everyone is using a Glock of some variety, mm-hmm. so that is familiar. It's become kind of the hallmark handgun of kind of this generation. Like everybody yeah. knows what a Glock is. You could walk up to somebody who doesn't know jack about guns and be like, "Oh, hey man, I uh, you, how would you feel about buying a CZ P10C?" They'd be like, "Is that, is a, that a helicopter, or yeah. what are you? What are, did you just offer me something? Is that slang?" Um, you know, they're but <laughs> like if you say, "Hey man, drugs? you should buy a Glock," and they're going to be like, "Well, what do I need a gun for?" Because everyone knows, right? You know, and honestly, like Glock has done a really good job with their marketing. You can go to their website, sign up for their their regular newsletters, and uh, the, with the Glock Perfection thing, you get a keychain, you get a little oh, stress no, ball pen, that. you get all kinds of they free swag. They, do that. they killed that. They don't do that anymore. Oh, well, I'm glad I got mine got, then. Yeah, I did. But for a while, they were doing that, and <laughs> yep. it like you know everybody knows Glock now, and now you're seeing competition shooting a lot of the longer barreled ones like the 34. You know, they shoot so flat. Then you get into barrel porting, and you get into slide milling. And they're you like can, they're like can. the Legos, but for somebody who's a beginning shooter, ergonomically, Glocks are good. They run smooth. You know, beginning I, shooters I say, are generally not the best at the maintenance and upkeep. Like the first six eight months to a year that you owned your gun, aside from like the first couple like weeks you had it because it was like new and shiny mm-hmm. and cool and sexy. How many times did you after those first like two three months? How many times did you say you broke down your pistol and actually like cleaned it? <laughs> Honestly, um, maybe once every couple range trips i would just because i wanted to not because i needed to exactly Um, and you probably didn't know any better either honestly after every range trip if it's your carry gun after every time you fire it it should probably be cleaned and oiled you don't need to you don't need to but it's not because i i find it uh you know cathartic to to clean my my firearms and stuff it's a little soothing it's relaxing um, you know put on some smooth jazz get a little bit weird with a bottle of wine break down my gun dim the lights that's not at all how that goes in my house, but whatever you guys do over there in Casa. No, 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 not you guys. This is basically my time. Oh, yeah. just you time? Just me. Bearskin yeah. rug, fireplace. Yeah, the lady, the lady friend has yet to see me break down a gun and clean it or anything. 
uh well and maybe that's what you show her after you take her to the range for the first time right like hey this is like the this is, this, this is, is what we do. This is the, the cleanup portion, if you would. And, the, and I mean, and honestly, it even helps to give context as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, because while, yeah, to what we were just talking about, right? Like Glock, I mean, if anybody's ever seen U.S. Marshals with Tommy Lee Jones, he talks about how you can, you can, you know, getting a Glock is great and you can fill it with sand and the thing will still fire. And that is great. actually true. There's a video on and YouTube somewhere. It probably somewhere that. is, although you clearly don't want to get to that point, right? Well, yeah. You know, um, but. It, you can find like several videos online of other brands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, I think it's military arms or there's, there's one of the channels out there where they do torture tests, right? Well, they mm-hmm. will like dunk, dunk it in, in melt water, it down or dunk whatever, it in yeah. mud and then they'll dunk it in dirt and everything and just mm-hmm. see how long it takes for this thing to seize up and like, you know, right. various firearms to stop but working. Getting back to, you know, that first time concealed carry person, even the first time firearm user, the biggest, most attractive thing about Glock availability followed immediately by price tag yeah i would agree with that you can walk into any gun store and they're going to have a glock of some variety they might not always have a 19 or a 17 or a 43x mm-hmm. or a 48 it might be something a little bit off like a 27 or, or something you know where it's millimeter. chambered and like oh hey here's a glock in 357 you know what you're finding like, a lot of right like well lately anyways is now that you're seeing law like law, enforcement, law enforcement shift away so the 40 caliber glocks are yeah, popping up law like crazy enforcement follows what the fbi does as soon as the fbi went back ps kids if you're listening 40 is a trash caliber even in a glock don't buy it this is no, not continue. a trash caliber i i think it's horrible i don't i don't enjoy shooting it as much either honestly you probably enjoyed shooting over the 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 fucking pandemic because you could find it that's true it was available and the price didn't really go up it was no, always more than nine millimeter. that's like saying like oh hey you know what you could always find a lot of yugos yeah because they were terrible and nobody wanted them and actually they, you can't anymore because it got cool to collect them but you understand my point. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's the availability factor. No, I mean, and and yeah, Glocks, you know, you can find them everywhere. They're cheap to get replacement magazines. I know because um, I got a Big Daddy Unlimited account. I remember Sam sat over here one night and was like, hey, let's go ahead and look up what it would be for me to get a replacement mag for my SIG. And it's a 365, right? It's a, sub, it's a tiny gun. It really is. Right. Uh, it's a subcompact 9mm. Uh, okay, let's look up a SIG brand factory replacement magazine. It was like fifty dollars mm-hmm. for this tiny little metal magazine, just because it's Sig. Comparatively speaking, you can look up what it would be to get a replacement Glock 19, so Half like that. twice the size. It was a twenty-two dollar magazine. You can even get cheaper if you're willing to go Magpul. If you want to go Magpul, I'm not you, a super huge fan of the Magpul Glock mags. They're okay. If they I was have, putting in an a, AR platform, which I'm totally options. going to do one day, yeah, I'm fine with that. I have one Magpul Glock 17 mag that before. I got. I discovered Glock store like way back when. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, hey, when I carry my Glock 19, I'm gonna use the Glock 17 mag because it fits. Nobody else knows about this, and I'm just gonna get extra capacity. But it looks like I have an extended mag. I'm super cool. No, I'm an idiot. It, the yeah, Glock store I mean, mags look way better, in well, my opinion, both aesthetically and, and functionally. Can, they're just better. With Glock, you can buy a lot of off-brand magazines. Um, yeah. If you're taking them to the range, it's one thing. Or personally. you can take your factory ones and throw some super sweet Terran tactical base plates on them that your brother buys you for your birthday. I don't recommend that anybody carry anything other than factory parts um, yeah. or just or extremely well-tested and well-proven parts right. uh, for self-defense weapons. That's not a logist, or a, that's not a legal thing. I don't think you're going to get sued or something like I that because that's one of so, those myths that kind of circulates like, oh, you enhanced your carry gun. You must have wanted to kill somebody. It's not. That's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a reliability standpoint, those magazines, those followers, those springs. Oh, Pro specific- Mag. <clears throat> Dad, don't buy friends. Don't let friends buy Pro Mag. Don't yes. do it. They're like half the price, and it's for a fucking reason. And it's because it's trash. I know because I did it. You fell down that hole. You bought like two. Two. Of them? Yeah. I bought two Pro Mag magazines for my full size Smith and Wesson M and P Gen One, and both of them on different occasions had to be sent back to the factory and get yeah, replaced. The follow- wasn't the, the follower or not the follower? The the, um, the, the rips at the top of the magazine would not hold That's a right. nine millimeter round anymore. It would right. literally they peeled out put it in and, and it would shoot it out the top. Right. Um. They they bent and stretched out of shape. Right. So yeah, no Pro it's Mag is trash. If you, I mean, here's the nice thing about Glock is. Uh, you can go to most stores, even now, right? Even during COVID, online in most stores, you can, if it's all are in stock, you can find Glock replacement magazines for, for next 25 bucks. 
25 bucks. It's half of what's going to cost you for a SIG or an HK magazine. And it's almost half of what's going to cost you for M&P magazines, Smith & Wesson, whatever, because those are about 40 bucks. Not quite as bad as SIG, but, you know... Yeah, I mean, I don't want to just make this into a huge Glock commercial, but... Um, no, but I mean, for your beginning gun owner, I mean, you and I were both there at one point, and we both own Glocks now. Your wife owns a Glock. A lot of my, our friends own Glocks. Mm-hmm. They're ugly, but they're effective, they're efficient, they're cheap, they're available. And, I mean, there's really no reason why not to. If Once you become a connoisseur, if you if you would, or you become more um, adept with with shooting, with handguns, you want to get into something a little bit then, sexier, yeah, something a little bit sleeker. Something different, know, yeah. Then, okay, yeah, get yourself a CZ, get yourself a, well, a nice Beretta, part, go, go that get is, a, a 19 If you want to get that that Glock, mm-hmm. you'll always have somebody that wants to buy it. Yeah. I mean, a there will always be a demand. There's people that collect them well, just there is, for its collector's but you sake. You know that because it's a Glock, it's still going to work. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless this thing is just like beat to Glock design to hasn't shit, really changed know? a whole lot since uh-uh. you know the '80s when they first came out with the Gen Ones. Dude, if you still have a, a Gen One Glock, you actually have a collector's item, and you should sell it to somebody with more money than you. Absolutely, but yeah. get it appraised first. <laughs> handguns are at a premium right now because at this point, it's a museum piece. Nobody's well, and. And first gen Glocks without like the, or even second gen without the tack rail, right, or the light rail. Oh yeah, those things are they're actually retro cool now. Um, yeah, pol- the Polymer eighty, the company that makes uh, the polymer lowers that you can mm-hmm. build out yourself. The last twenty yeah. percent, they make a Glock Gen one polymer eighty lower that you can slap your Gen three or Gen four uh, Glock seventeen slide on. I'm intrigued, and you can be retro fabulous just like all the all the hipsters. Yeah. Because that's what I want for a carry pictures? gun is, uh, you know, no no functional rail for a light or forward grip. Um, you carry a forty three. There is no rail for a forward light. No, I mean, like on a Glock nineteen. I've oh. always wanted to take like one of those um, quad rail broom handle grips and just throw it on the the tack rail, just so I can run around. I think and there's act a like- YouTube channel of a guy that does that a lot, and it's not really as cool as it sounds. Sounds amazing. He tried to make it sound amazing. He tried to make it sound like uh, he just created the world's best PDW, uh, personal defense weapon. And uh, all it was was a one of those little folding stocks that plugs into the bottom of your grip, right? Yeah. And then um, like a fold-down front yeah. handle that covers the trigger guard when it's folded upward. Mm. Um, and it's, it's not really that great of a PDW. It's just you get an extra point of contact with the, mm-hmm. the stock which by the way you can't do because if you put an actual stock on it that becomes it a becomes sbr a, right it, a propelled rifle it technically becomes an sbr it needs to, it needs to be it's a an fa item you yeah. have to have it you know um, no no see i don't want the stock i just want the broom handle grip on the front and i'm going to take a 17 you can't put a vertical grip on anything with a barrel that or overall length under like 26 inches or a barrel length under 16 so I'll put an AFG on it. I'll put an angled foregrip on it, right? And then I'm going to get like a 17 barrel that's fluted with like some venting at the top so it shoots ultra flat. I think that's a myth. That's a myth. And by the way, people, like, don't jump to that shit. I mean, how many people buy a Glock, buy, a Glock, buy any firearm, right? And they're like, oh, I'm going to get a compensator because yeah. I saw, you know, a competition shooter do it. Or It this, makes sense the for competition shooting. Store. It's not. It's, if you, if you want to actually, I know I talk a lot of stupid things on this podcast, but in all reality, don't do stuff like that to a pistol. If you want a 9mm like that, go get a sub gun, buy a Scorpion, well, buy a Streebog. Well, just just something. learn to shoot the right way. You don't need a compensator. You right. don't need... All the cool gadgets oh, the, the are definitely stupid fun, shit. but you Good technique will take you a lot further. Just like we were saying before, if you mm-hmm. suck, you suck, no matter how nice your gun is. Um, good technique will take you a lot further Absolutely. than uh, you know, a stacked wallet will. I mean, not in all avenues of life, obviously. I'm sure we've all witnessed that. But um, yeah. in something like this, as with actually, honestly, with with most uh, with most skills in life, whether it's you know firearms or I mean anything else, um, good skill, good technique, uh, willingness to learn, and a dedication to learning what you're doing will take you a lot. Oh, it's like with anything; it takes time, it takes practice. Yes, yeah. I mean, and and you know, you got to suck at one point, right, to get better. You're going to mm-hmm. suck at some point. Um, so, I think it's as a new shooter, it's your job to not get discouraged and to do what you can to improve. And I think as somebody that uh, may find yourself as a resource uh, to somebody who's new to concealed carry who's new to uh the concept being around guns wants to learn more whatever um to to be a positive resource and a positive influence right to make sure that you're you're nurturing a positive attitude and a positive uh yeah most definitely perception of of what the second amendment uh right crowd people don't know what they don't know mindset is you know you don't want to scare new potential friends away 
you know, we want to we want to grow the two A community. Obviously, we want to garner more support. We want to get more people comfortable yeah. with it, so that the government doesn't take away our guns. But I mean, well, I mean, I mean, I think the media and the government already do a pretty good job of telling everybody how awful guns are and why you shouldn't have them. That's true. I think we need as many people right now that are telling each other um, how telling, great they can be. Well, how yeah, much fun I mean, they how can good be. they are. I mean, and realistically speaking, um, you know, I think the more. Uh, competent concealed carriers we have out there i think the safer the world will be not even like absolutely oh the world will be a better place you know like not not all hippy dippy and stupid but i mean honestly i think it'll be it'd be safer um you look at anytime we have one of these stupid horrific shootings at a school at a bar at a nightclub at uh, a grocery store that's a gun-free zone they're all gun-free zones Every one of them, because they're and, targets of opportunity. Yeah, it's a soft target. There's nobody there that's gonna that's gonna shoot back, or there's there's your likelihood of having somebody there that's gonna shoot back is substantially lower, right? right. Um, especially if you're looking at something like a school, um, obviously a government building where it is legally prohibited, uh, you know, owning a, or having a firearm on your person. Correct. Um, you know, I think the only the only minor caveat to something like that with with schools is like, hey, you can have it locked up in your car or something if you're like dropping your kid off at school or something. Right. Yeah. But that's that's it, and that's I think with most places, with the exception of like I think it's hospitals and casinos or something where you can't even have it in your car in the parking structure. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, a lot so much so much of this shit can be just avoided, right? Um, if we had more armed citizens willing to step up and that's the part that kills me all these guys that want to like you want to beat your chest you want to talk about how much of a badass you are and you know what you'll do to people if something wrong is being perpetrated on someone else and stuff it's like it doesn't make you more of a man to have a firearm but it does make you more capable you know like yeah it makes you smarter too when's the last time you punched somebody in the face that hurts a while like a lot i don't really you know deal with that too often yeah, i'm too old to get into fights like that well you know? i mean it just it or, gives you, know, you... The, the one the one mutual friend we have who when everything was uncertain and going into lockdown like oh hey i'm coming to your house because you've got all the guns like yeah well, these are mine oh well, i might have a gun but i got the skills really yeah. how did you achieve said skills without owning or using well, a that's, firearm that's the dangerous part right about people that think they know more than they actually do yes. you know i think you got it makes them significantly more dangerous than the people who own the actual yeah, guns i mean if you look at like that dichotomy of non-gun owners mm-hmm. you said there's two different kinds of people that you've encountered i really think there is like that third that that well, like we're saying right now right they don't own a firearm they don't necessarily want to own a firearm but they think that they could do what they need whatever they yeah, those people are called unquote, morons there's that's not a third subset yeah, that's, i don't i don't that's disagree a moron. yeah i don't disagree with that sentiment i think that uh, you're you're a liability um, if you mm-hmm. if you over market your you're the your person that is too comfortable yourself. with a gun before even owning one mm-hmm. you're the guy that's gonna shoot yourself in the wee wee yeah I'm sorry you're gonna have a bad day. shoot yourself in your bingo bro mm-hmm. and yep. or somebody else which would which might would be way worse definitely thousand percent or you know you live in an apartment and you put two rounds through the drywall and it's like oh man I just killed somebody's flat See, and screen that's, and that's what people need to understand you know it's like okay you can't just shoot somebody if they walk in your house and it's not even necessarily a legal oh, thing a it's like other conversation about knowing ballistics yeah. and a penetration well, this understanding and, right. right the understanding you right. know the context behind all mm-hmm. of this and yeah and being and, responsible enough to know what your gun's going to do and where it's going to do that and that really should be part of the conversation when mm-hmm. you're buying your first gun I mean if right. you're in an apartment where penetration is a realistic um, issue. Hey, maybe a shotgun with some bird shot is your best option yeah. because you, the walls are super thin, and no matter which way you point that thing, you're, you're not going to overpenetrate. You're just going to have to repaint. Well, and you know, I mean, if you're in a house versus an apartment versus a condo versus maybe you're in suburban area, maybe you're in the country. I mean, it's all subjective. It's it's all very different. But mm-hmm. um, again, it just comes back to education is the the biggest piece of this, um, I and I think that everyone whether you're a gun owner or non-gun owner could do a better job of knowing the facts uh i mean and there are a lot of it is Couldn't subjective more, or opinion yeah. based but there are some pretty non-arguable facts to things like penetration um uh, you know how easy is it to get through a door with a shotgun versus a handgun uh, yeah because i mean how, how are you gonna shoot somebody in the head or in the shoulder if they're using your significant other or roommate or whatever is a meat shield well, oh, okay i'm gonna aim you're not gonna... what's that what's that channel the not the ra- is it not the ranger way um what's his name warrior poet society no 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 the other one the older guy 
if you're listening, I don't think you're old. I just acknowledge that you're a little bit more seasoned. Um, the guy who said if a knife's not sharp enough to shave with, it's it's useless. Is that Clint Smith from Thunder Ranch? No, not Thunder Ranch. Older guy used to be in the teams, um, or he was an I'm sorry, he was an armor army ranger, and he's like you know trying to talk about you know people think that a shotgun is the greatest home defense tool. Yeah, okay, well if somebody is using my wife as a meat shield, okay, well I know the spread on a shotgun at this distance is approximately three feet, so I'm gonna aim a foot and a half up and a foot and a half over and hope that none of that that bird shot or that buck shot catches my wife in the shoulder because even pretty, if I do get her out of that situation, I'm getting myself into a divorce immediately after. It's pretty unrealistic. Yeah, that's why using a shotgun, even that shot in general, is pretty unrealistic. You're if that's the situation you find yourself in, that's pretty tough. Yeah, even for people that know what they're doing. I mean, yeah. I, I pray to God that nobody listening to this ever finds them looking at themselves looking at that. Uh, I don't know. No, but it was it was the argument of why a shotgun is not ideal for home defense in well, some and, situations. Yeah, and everything's got its own its own set of pros and cons. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, an AR is the best," you know, for home defense. I mean, does it have the capacity? Yes, yeah. um, you know, can you get it in a shorter in a shorter package? Yes, yeah, of course. Um, is it as easy to fit around corners and stuff as a handgun? No, not always. The handgun's usually less accurate or harder to be accurate with. Yeah, um, holds less ammo, less accurate at a distance. I mean, so oh, all get back to the Glock. Well, got those thirty-two round yeah, stick mags. Pretty I wonderful. Don't, I don't believe for one second that a normal person should have a thirty-two round magazine in their fucking Glock just on their nightstand because. Well, you never fucking know. Like, <laughs> I think a normal seventeen rounder or fifteen rounder would be, yeah. you know, that's that's plenty. And of if fun you want to party, tuck yourself in at night with a fucking thirty-two rounder Velcro to your ankle, um, more power to you. That frame, but, but sure, I'm, I'm, I don't think that's at all necessary. No. I would, I would actually go as far as to say is that might be a little bit overkill. I agree with that. But to kind of wrap up. You know, uh, I think that introducing more people to concealed carry is a good thing, obviously. Definitely. Uh, Doing it the that, right way is an even better thing. Yeah. No, I mean, for sure. And that's that's a good way to put it, is doing it the right way. Um, and that doesn't necessarily even mean that if you're the one doing the introducing, you have to be the one doing all of the introducing. Yeah. Take them to a class. A lot of Show them some YouTube videos. There. You know, there are there's a lot of good information on YouTube. There's a shitload of bad information but there's a lot of good information out there if you're trying to learn more yourself about concealed carrying maybe you haven't you know you know own a firearm yet good resources on youtube right the t-rex arms channel i know they're kind of in a delving into a different a different area of the firearms community right now with their content but they do still have some older content that's very good on concealed carry uh John Lovell, a former uh, Army Ranger, right? Warrior Poet Society. That's a great channel on YouTube that covers uh, a lot of this stuff. There, there's a ton. There's a ton of, of good channels out there that cover this. Uh, those two, are, from an educational standpoint, are probably my favorite. Sure. And even and John uh, at Warrior Poet Society even has the Warrior po- Warrior Poet Society network now. That yeah. For ten bucks a month, you can. You can, yeah. I mean, it's a super cool resource, and for ten bucks a month, you get access to all of his class material. It's like three, one hour or three two hour long videos you can watch on pistol fundamentals, carbine fundamentals. Uh, There's there's only getting to be more resources out there. Right. So the community is growing every day. Yeah. You know, just be smart about what you're you know what you're you're consuming um and if it's somebody hanging out outside the back of their house shooting shit off of an old refrigerator probably not the best person to hang with yeah it's probably not the best educational resource unless you're looking for like a list of shit not to ever do um not saying that that can't be fun i'm just saying that's probably not the guy you should take as gospel when uh (laughs) looking for things to do when you start carrying your first firearm um oh and as one final note don't be afraid to carry with one in the chamber. If you I was are, guilty of this when I first got my yeah. my carry gun. If you're realistically afraid of it, then you need to reevaluate the safety of your holster or the safety of your firearm or both. If you have a decent or just become more comfortable with your gun. I mean, it's fine. I I know I went probably the first three months carrying mine with an empty chamber. Mm-hmm. You, you have to build up some confidence to it. I mean, bit, I get yeah. that, but um, more speaking to people that have been six months and up, where they go without a loaded chamber. Um, you get yourself a quality Kydex holster. We obviously 
wholeheartedly stand behind the holsters from Eclipse. Uh, there's a lot of good companies out there. It doesn't have to be from Eclipse. Okay, get yourself a quality holster. Get yourself a quality firearm with good internal safeties. And I say internal because that thumb safety, you know, just that half second could be your life. It could, yeah. I don't, I don't agree with the thumb safety. I mean, I know that a lot of people like if they it. didn't, if they weren't effective, if if internal safeties weren't effective, do you think every company on the market would that's, be putting models out without them? That's a really good point. Yep. So, I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, there's so there's there's a ton out there for for concealed carrying. There's a ton of resources. If you guys have any questions for us, right? We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You guys can email us at prepared.mindset.podcast at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to address questions. We're actually working on getting some together to do a uh, grab bag episode of sorts once we can actually get the, the whole crew back together here. Yeah, it's um, going to be fun. Go through some of the stuff you guys have emailed us over the past year-ish or so, um, and we'll, we'll touch on even more of that. But that's all that we have for you guys this week. Uh, you know... Like we always say here, get out there, train if you can afford it, uh, but always stay prepared.